This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's Friday night. It's the preview show. It's the No Nay Never Podcast! Hello and welcome to another season of the preview show brought to you by the No Nay Never Podcast. Um, We're back after a relatively short summer break. We are already starting the 2020-2021. 2020-2020-21 season and we're going to be previewing the Clarets Premier League fixtures and perhaps sometimes this season cup fixtures as well. We'll see how that goes. Um, I am joined um, as ever by the host, well, just the main man himself, the absolute god of the preview show, Dave Statman-Roberts. Dave, welcome back. Thanks for building me up, Natalie. (laughs) Always, Dave. I will... (laughs) Raise you to the heavens, you know that. I am a, I am very much a Dave Roberts fan girl, you know that. Now, um, we're going to need to, I guess we probably need to reintroduce the show to, to perhaps some new listeners, don't we? I mean, we're going to have, hopefully, our past previous show listeners who've already um, become fans of the show and are going to be joining us for a second season. Um, but we might also have some new listeners as well. So I wonder whether we give them a little bit of a taste of what, you know, why don't you, you let our listeners know what the previous show is all about, Dave? Um, well, yeah, I mean, for, for any existing listeners, they'll have an idea of what we've done throughout last season. I think we did pretty much all the uh, Premier League games. Um, but for anyone else who's joining us perhaps for the first time in the preview show for the start of a new season, it's maybe worth giving a, a quick overview of what the, uh, what the show is all about. Um, we do look forward to our next uh, fixture. Um, but we do also take a look back at how Burnley have fared in corresponding matches. So if we're playing away, we'll look at the away games. If we're playing at home, we'll look at the home games against each opposition team. And hopefully we can provide some insight into the match, um, as well as reminding people of the best moments from past meetings and maybe some they'd uh, perhaps like to have forgotten. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, which, of course, then uh, brings us on to the next section, what else do we have in the preview show apart from match build-up day? Well, we usually have a quiz question, um, and we will have a quiz question at the end of the show. But uh, when we did our last preview show, we were um, that was for Brighton, wasn't it? We, we played Brighton, the last Premier League game of the season. We didn't leave our listeners with a quiz question because it was the end of the season. Um, 
but we will be keeping that in. The quiz question will be coming back at the end of the show. We'll have, leave you with uh, with that. Um, and we have made a few uh, format changes as well, but we'll um, surprise you with those as we go along. I think it's probably the uh, the best idea. Yeah, it does. And then finally, will we be launching another Fantasy Premier League season, Dave? Well, we have already, yes. We've tweeted it out quite a bit over the summer and uh, without wanting to give too much away, we've had quite a lot more entries than we had last season, but we'll leave that till we uh, come to that section later on. And we've got an update. Are you allowed to have a league table so early on? I know newspapers never used to print league tables until they've played about three games and now they wait till well, half the teams have played and they've put a league table there. The good news is we're not in the bottom three. No, (laughs) that must be annoying the Premier League and Sky Sports immensely that they haven't got us in the bottom three, but there you go. So, listeners, the preview show is back in its its glorious format, which is going to be well known to most of you, but tweaked slightly for some improvement. So just to recap, three parts, the look ahead to the next fixture um, with a full section full of stats, then a quiz question, and then the updates from the Fantasy Premier League. Opposition stats. So let's delve straight into this week's preview, shall we, Dave? We are, of course, away at Leicester City, Sunday the 20th of September 2020, which is live on BBC One at 7pm. Even though it's week two of the Premier League, we are playing our first fixture of this season after a bye that we had in the first week. Um, I think we should really just start then, Dave, with what's the recent history? Delve straight in with some stats. Yeah, we are going to uh, prompt, uh, prompt for the um, uh, the recent history rather than uh, in the past we've looked at the stats and gone right back and looked at the win, uh, draw, loss record in all fixtures. But I think we're going to focus it a little bit more this season, look at just the recent matches. And we've got to make a, a cut-off somewhere um, and I've made the decision and the decision is games played since our promotion to the Premier League in 2009-10. So that will include any championship games, because obviously we've had a a few seasons back in the championship in between as well. Um, So as well as uh, considering all results in this time, either home or away, depending on whether we're home or away for that game, uh, we'll include any cup games as well, and we'll give a a separate breakdown of our Premier League meetings. Uh, So looking at our recent record against Leicester City at Leicester, We've played there nine times since 2009-10. However, uh, we are yet to pick up an away win during this time. There have been four draws and five defeats in all competitions. That's Championship and Premier League. There's been no cup games. Uh, So for anyone who needs it spelling out, that's a win percentage of zero during this time. Um, and all of our recent five, most recent five visits have been in the Premier League. That's between uh, 2014 and last season. Um, and Burnley have drawn twice and lost three times in those five games. Yeah, that doesn't make pleasant reading, does it? I think even I would have got that start, Dave, with the, the, the win percentage. That's, uh, yeah, hopefully at the weekend. Now's a good time to play Leicester, I think. We'll get them early on when they haven't quite bedded in yet. And we'll, we'll, we'll put some uh, changes to that. Um, OK, well, the next section then, Dave. Um, Burnley's last win and last top flight win, please. Yeah, well, as we've just mentioned, there haven't been any away wins at Leicester since 2009-10, so we have to go a little bit further back, um, and that's back to November 2007 for the last time we came away from Leicester with a victory. Uh, That was a 1-0 win, uh, first half goal from Andy Gray. Uh, You may remember for that one, Steve Davis was in caretaker charge. That was in between uh, Steve Cottrell's departure 
and Owen Coyle being appointed. He only was in charge, I think, for, for the one game, and that was a 1-0 win at Leicester. Um, and we have to go back quite a bit further, though, for our last top-flight victory. Uh, that's going back almost 52 years. Uh, that was a 2-0 win at uh, Leicester's old ground, Filbert Street, and that was back in October 1968. Uh, so we've got to go back quite a little bit further. Uh, in that game, Frank Casper scored a penalty just before half-time and John Murray added a second goal just after the interval. Uh, and the match also finished 10 v 10. Uh, both captains, that's Burnley's Colin Waldron and Alan Clark for Leicester, were sent off during a clash in the first half. Yeah, that is quite a way back. Uh, were you at that game, Dave? October I wasn't 16? born in 1958, <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. And we go then to our first brand new feature, which is our highlight section. Uh, yeah, we're going to have a highlight every week, and this gives an opportunity to go back possibly to um, some of the earlier games, or it may well be a more recent one, but this one is going back a little bit further. Uh, we'll have one highlight and one low light uh, from the past meetings, either home and away. So as we're looking at Leicester away, um, we're interested in those particular matches. And I'm going to break my rules already here. I know I'm saying that we're going to pick a highlight, but I'm not just going to pick one single highlight this week, if that's allowed. Um, so reckless, Dave. Reckless. <laughs> I know. Um, I'm going to pick a sequence of five results instead. Um, it's actually between 2002 and 2007, uh, Burnley played five times at Leicester's new stadium, the Walker Stadium, as it was known for sponsorship purposes. Um, in those five games, all of which were in the championship, uh, Burnley had four 1-0 wins and a nil-nil draw in a remarkable series of away results. So that's five games we've played, four wins and a draw, and we didn't concede a goal. Uh, however, as we've mentioned already, since that 1-0 win in 2007, we are winless. So we had a really, really good run, and then we've had a, a, a poor run since then. Mm, definitely. OK, new feature number two then, and let's go the polar opposite. What's been our particular low light? Uh, well, our low light's a more recent game, and that took place in April 2011. Eddie Howe was the Burnley manager, and Sven Joran Eriksson was in charge of Leicester City. Uh, the Clarets came away with a 4-0 drubbing. Uh, the scoreline and the manner of the de defeat were combined with the fact that uh, it was a late-season game, and it pretty much ended Burnley's outside chances of reaching the playoffs that season, uh, which, as we know, were never uh, came to fruition in 2011 under Eddie Howe. God, I've forgotten all about Ericsson being in charge of Leicester. God, that's a big... That's why I'm here. It is. To remind Absolutely. you. And this brings us quite nicely on to, then, our next new feature, which is Hero. Yes, we're going to have a, a hero and a villain every week. So we're going to pick someone, probably usually a, a Burnley player or maybe a, a manager or someone else, Burnley-related. Um, so our hero, first of all, in relation to past meetings, uh, at Leicester uh, is Ross Wallace. Uh, we're going back to October 2014. Uh, Burnley trailed 2-1 at Leicester, um, but we were awarded a free kick late into time added on at the end of the game. And who should step up but Ross Wallace? Curled a free kick over the wall, past a diving caster Schmeichel, who perhaps hadn't set himself quite well enough up for the uh, free kick, um, and earned Burnley a valuable point, sent the travelling Burnley fans into a state of delirium and sent us home happy. I think it was in the uh, six minute of injury time, something like that. So it was a, a really, really valuable point early on in that uh, that season. But Ross Wallace is our hero for this week. Lovely. You love to see it. I miss Ross Wallace. He was a good player. Um, new feature number... Four, five, I've lost count. Who's the villain then? 
Uh, well, yeah, as we said already, the villain will usually be an opposition player or manager, but this week um, I've gone a little bit left field and chosen an official instead. And when we come to the next feature, you'll know why. Um, Andy Madley, you may recognise the name. Uh, Burnley could have come away from Leicester with a point last season had it not been for yet another dubious decision from the video assistant referee. Uh, on this occasion, it was Andy Madley who somehow ruled out what looked like a perfectly good goal by Chris Wood. After reviewing the incident, um, he deemed that there'd been a foul on Johnny Evans. There was a very slight touch. It was never getting to the ball. Um, so despite the contact being negligible and the ball already being virtually over the line with no chance of Evans getting to it, uh, the goal was ruled out and Burnley didn't get a point. So Andy Madley, video assistant referee from last season, is our villain? Yeah, for those of us who, those of you who've tuned into the the podcast show this week, we looked at that. We looked, we gave out some end of season awards from last year off the wall ones, and the the most ridiculous VAR decision by quite a heavy margin was that precise incident. And I still can't believe that it wasn't given. Um, well, let's let's give him a little bit of slack then, and let's talk about who the referee is going to be at the weekend. Well, that's kind of tying in with our last feature, really, because unfortunately, um, Andy Madley has been once again appointed as the VAR for this Sunday's game, as he was for the corresponding fixture last season. Um, And I think this is either some sort of trolling of Burnley FC by the Premier League, (laughs) um, or or maybe it's just that no one involved in the process actually bothered to check. Either way, I think we'll view any VAR reviews with with added interest on on Sunday evening. Lee Mason, by the way, he'll be the referee in charge. Um, He took charge of his first Burnley match at Turf Moor against Preston North End uh, in 2007. It's fair to say he didn't have a good start. Um, He missed a blatant handball on the line by Preston's Matt Hill in the first couple of minutes of the match. It should have been a red card to Preston and a penalty to Burnley, but it wasn't to be. Um, I would say he's improved a little bit since then, um, although he was the referee who gave a late penalty at Turf Moor, you may remember, when Aaron Ramsey did a spectacular swan dive under very minimal contact from James Tarkovsky. Uh, So let's hope there's no such dodgy decisions from either the referee or the VAR this time. Um, And then our final new feature in this preview is going to be our one to watch, please, Dave. Yeah, one to watch for this week. Um, as well as the ever-present goal threat from Jamie Vardy, which we already know quite a lot about, um, Harvey Barnes is our one to watch for this week. He's a Leicester player who still seems to be improving. Uh, for the moment, he's still their player, although that hasn't stopped him being linked with a move away, including reported interest from Liverpool. Um, he's still only 22, and he is, of course, the son of former Burnley striker Paul Barnes. I think we mentioned this in the... Uh, preview shows last season. Um, His father was actually born in Leicester, but never played for Leicester City during his career. But Harvey Barnes was born in Burnley in 1997, while his father was still a player at Turf Moor. Uh, This was shortly before Chris Waddle agreed to a swap deal. Uh, That involved Andy Payton being brought in from Huddersfield Town and Paul Barnes going in the opposite direction. Um, In terms of Harvey Barnes as a player, he scored six goals last season contributed eight assists. Um, He provided the assist for both goals when Leicester City beat Burnley 2-1 in this corresponding fixture last season. And he also scored Leicester's goal in the match at Turf Moor, which obviously was the one that we uh, eventually won after uh, Nick Pope's penalty save. And then we came back and uh, and got a winner, didn't we? Uh, And for that reason, he's, uh, he's the one to watch. We picked him out as our one to watch for this week's opponents. Good stuff, Dave. Now, one thing that I'm not letting slip this season and I'm going to carry on from last season is I don't want to leave it there. And I don't think you do either. But I know you and I know the depths of Statman Dave's knowledge. So why don't you 
delve into that bank and give our listeners your miscellaneous stat of the week. Statman Dave's Stat of the Week. Yeah, this week's stat of the week is Premier well, Premier League slash top flight related. We're going back in time a little bit, um, as well as looking at the context for where Burnley are this season. Um, season 2020-21 uh, will be Burnley's fifth consecutive season as a top flight team. And it's a level of consistency the club hasn't experienced in the last 50 years, and indeed in the lifetime of many Burnley supporters, myself included. Um, in addition, it is the club's fourth longest stint in the top flight. If anyone's interested, the other uh, longest stints Burnley have had in the top flight, uh, between 1947-48 and 1970-71, uh, we had 24 seasons. That included, obviously, a, a title-winning season in 1959-60 in the middle of that. Um, we had 13 seasons uh, with a break for World War One in the middle, between 1913-14 and 1929-14. 1930. Um, the, the first nine seasons of the league, 1888-89 to 1896-97, uh, Burnley were in the top flight, um, although obviously to begin with there was only one division. Um, and then our current uh, run of we're going into our fifth season is the fourth best. We've gone 24, 13, 9 and 5. So we've got another four seasons to go. That'll be our next target maybe. Have to uh, survival this season to try and get to nine seasons and uh, and improve on that. But it's uh, a really uh, impressive record getting a fifth season. It's the first time that's happened um, in the last 50 years. That's amazing. Yeah, that is a really good stat. I really like that. Um, well, obviously, a, a key to, to trying to get another season in the Premier League is, is usually getting off to a good start. I know Dash has always liked it when we, we, we get off the blocks starting that season. Well, the European season, didn't we? we? We got that win away at Chelsea on that first game of the season and Dash was a big fan. Um, but in, so in that respect, I, I guess Leicester away is probably not the fixture that we were after. Um, what is your, I guess, what's your gut feeling, Dave? You know, Leicester are a good side and they're going to be pushing for, for, for Champions League and, and top four even. Um, you know, can we go to somewhere like Leicester and get a result? Uh, we can do. I mean, we've discussed, haven't we, the last season's match, and we were unlucky maybe not to come away from there with uh, with a point with that decision going against us. So I think we, we, we're more than capable. Um, away games we know are tough, and we've, we, you know, we've looked at the stats in the past, and our win percentage away from home is less than one, well, roughly one in five. So if you win one in five, that's, that's an average over time. Um, so over a season, you're probably going to get an average season, you're going to get four away wins. Um, and this is maybe one of the tougher ones, not as tough as um, some of the teams will play, but it's certainly in that next level just down. So it's it, it's a tough match. We've got the um, BBC cameras um, there watching us. We've got the luxury of actually being on one channel rather than having to switch over from one channel to another at half time, which is what happened uh, last time we oh, were on God, BBC yeah. in, uh, uh, in Project Restart. Um so yeah, I mean it, it'll be uh, good to see the smirk uh, taken off um, Gary Lineker's face when we uh, when we get three points at the end of uh, the game on Sunday. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I just want us to be back again. I wish we were in the stadium, obviously, but yeah, it's going to be it's going to be nice to get some kind of normality to our fixtures and, and get back into a new season. I can't wait. Um, quick prediction then, Dave. Um, having said all that, I'm probably going to predict a draw. I'm going to go for a one-one draw. <laughs> You never predict a loss. You're always just like, a loss is this. If you predict a draw, it essentially means that you think we're going to get beat. Because you won't ever say it. You won't come out and say, I think we'll get beat. No, I, I did last season quite a few did times. Did you? Oh, yeah. okay. I don't remember. I just remember you thinking that you always do a draw because you won't want to do it. I'm going to predict a draw as well. I'm going to say 1-1. One, one. 
So, um, yeah. Let us know what you think, guys. You can tweet us at never, or you can email us at podcast at never.net. Let us know what your predictions are. I usually say at this point, if you listen to this on the way to the ground, but obviously you're not. So when you're sat at home waiting for this to come on the television, send us your predictions and we'll see how we all get on. Fantasy Premier League update. And then finally then, Dave, closing off the show, we need to relaunch again this season's Fantasy Premier League. Now, what on earth happened last year? Uh, well, Bennett Howarth won. Bennett Howarth uh, was the overall winner across the whole of the season. I think he was up there pretty much all the season, certainly in the top uh, five or six, um, and came out as the overall winner at the very end of the season. So congratulations to uh, to him. Uh, but it's going to be a tougher task this season because we've got more entries. We mentioned earlier in the show, and we'd already had more entries, and we hadn't even done a, a preview show yet. Um, so we've had uh, we had 164 teams last time. Uh, we've already had over 200 entries, actually 218 entries already. I think there's actually three on... Um, I think we must have to wait until the next weeks go in there to, to to join. I think what we'll do is we'll leave the entries open for another week or so while we're yeah. having the uh, podcast, and then we'll close it off. We'll we'll allow people to enter maybe till the end of week two, and then we'll say right, we'll have no more um, entries coming in after that. But we've had uh, two hundred eighteen already. That's more than fifty higher than last season. Um, and if anyone is interested, I can give you the – we'll obviously tweet this out as well and put it on our social media channels. Um, but the code, if you're interested, is G3QK0F for Freddy. Um, and that is a, that is definitely a zero rather than a no. I think we had one or two people who tried and it was, uh, it was not correct. So G3QK0F. Uh, and that's all in lowercase. Excellent. Um, and do, do we charge them for it, Dave? Or of course is it just not. For- no. Totally free to enter and just for fun, um, although we will be keeping uh, track of progress. We'll be um, in our preview show podcast throughout the season. We'll be mentioning who's uh, the movers and shakers. Uh, and I think I'm right in saying there may even be a small prize for the winner. We had a um, a, a prize organised for last season's winner, did we? We did, yes. Hmm. So Bennett Howarth, who we talked about, who was the winner of last season's um, league, uh, did receive a prize. I was going to send him a non ever sticker, but Matt, producer Matt, just got something really good and sent it out. Um, so, yeah, there is a prize, guys. I can say this this season. There is a guy. There is a prize. Um, and you might be wondering how on earth you actually win such a prestigious league. Well, we have got a treat for you because earlier on this week, we caught up with last season's winner, Bennett Howarth, to get all the hints and tips. So, Mr. Bennett Howarth, welcome to the Known and Never podcast, and congratulations. Thank you very much. It was a great, great fun year for me, fantasy football-wise. Yeah, I bet it was. And it was it was quite close, actually, towards the last, last couple of games of the season. We weren't quite sure in the previous show who was going to who was gonna top it. I think it was about three or four of you. So, yeah. um, I mean, obviously, it's a great achievement to, to well, obviously, to, to come higher than me because I did so, so well. Of, of course. Not. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, was, would you have 153 runners, I think, last season? Um, to, so to top all of those, and there was just a, a consistency across the season to, to stay in the mix. And then obviously, just shooting ahead when you needed to. Um, yeah. I guess what we wanted to know from you is, how did you approach it? What was your strategy? Um, so I think there's a few 
important things. I, I think one of the key things with fantasy football is they price the players based on how they performed last season and not how they should have performed. So um, your, your average player will score about 25% of his shots over two seasons, but they'll go up to 50% sometimes when they're in form and they'll go down to 10% when they're out of form. Um, and so, for example, a good example this year, by the stats, Chris Wood should have scored about 20 goals um, and Danny Ings should only have scored about 14. But of course, what happened was the opposite way around. Um, and if you look at Danny, Danny Ings' price this year, eight and a half million and Chris Wood is six and a half million. There's a lot of bargain to be had for going for Chris Wood over Danny Ings. And what you're looking for really is where players underperformed their stats, their expected goals. They had lots of shots in the box, but didn't score many last year. There'll be low prices this year and you get them and hopefully they pick up on that. So that's a key thing. That's really interesting. And that is something that never, ever occurred to me. I always get quite stressed when I'm doing a fantasy football um, league because the, the the price restrictions, I always want to f- to put more salary in. I want to put all the like yeah. the, the superstars in because you think you're going to get all the points. But actually, it never occurred to me that, of course, there'll be players who don't perform as well this season or, or maybe had an absolute anomaly last season or yeah. those that had an absolute shocker or maybe had a little bit of an injury. Um and I, yeah. I think, oh, sorry. So, so, no, it's all right. I was just going to say, Bennett, I think that like Jay this season is probably a really good example of this in that yeah. we know that he can do a hell of a lot better than he did last season because he was only just coming back into the side. Um, and obviously there was a few injuries in there as well. And we actually expect him to play better this season and maybe score more goals this season. But of course, his price is, is, is relatively low compared to what we think he's going to be because of his performance last season. Yep, of course, and I mean the key thing as well with fantasy football players is minutes. What you what you don't you don't want to buy people who are risky transfers, and that's one of the reasons I didn't have Ings last season because you know mm. his legs have been made of glass previously, <laughs> um, and and you know he had a good season partly because he didn't get injured, and I mean interestingly on the expensive players, um, they are reliable, but they're only really value if you plan to captain them um oh, so, that's so the in, i number one thing i think one of the ways to be quite good is to be a bit boring with your captaincy and you always play it on mo salah or yeah raheem sterling you know you never go oh chris wood's got norwich at home i'll take a punt on that it's generally not sensible but what i do try to do there's this idea of upside chasing where I try to spend all of my transfers going between those very expensive players to always have the best captain. Yeah. So I only have, yeah, you only have one very expensive player, say Mo Salah. He's got, I don't know, leads this week like he did. And then you go, okay, he's got Chelsea next week. I don't want him. I'll ship him out, bring Aubameyang in, captain him. And then the next week you get rid of him and bring in Sterling. So you're never wasting that money on people you aren't captaining, but you always keep the best captain each week because uh, those oh, double these points are, are good key. Tips. These are good tips. I like I, you'd be very surprised to hear that none of this has ever registered in my brain when I've been doing my fantasy well, football. I, 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 <laughs> I, my girlfriend will tell me I spend <laughs> far too much of my life studying these. <laughs> I, 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 there's a very good 
on Twitter now a very good fantasy football community. There's quite a lot of fantasy football podcasts where a lot of these ideas are, you know, they're not all coming from me. There's almost quite an academic community of it, which I which I really enjoy kind of listening to. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think the strategy behind it is something that I always get really excited. I think people who've known me for a long enough time know that um, outside of my job and, and the podcast, I'm a poker player. So sort of yeah. game theory management is something that I'm always interested in. And and the strategy behind it, particularly with, with things like chess games and, you know, how do you how do you win and how do you beat a system? And um, yeah. so you'd think this would be right up my street. I suspect that one of my biggest problems is I don't have time. Um, to commit yeah. with just everything else I've got in my life, but this year, this year, Bennett, I'm going to really go for it. And and I think one thing that I would like you to talk me through, and, and again, regular listeners will know I'm rubbish at these. What on earth are all of these special tricks and things that you like these? The chips. Yes. What are those? Explain to our listeners what on earth they're supposed to do with those. Well, so um, the chips. There's free chips. There's a triple captain chip, um, which allows you to get. Three times the points to your captain rather than double. Um, there's a free hit chip, which allows you to get an entire team of your own, uh, one team for one game week only. Um, and then there's a the bench boost, which allows you to play all your fifth squad of 15 rather than just 11 players. And the key way to navigate, to, to use these is with the blank and double game weeks. And, and I think kind of more casual players get surprised by these every year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <guilty>. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. But um, they are usually in the same place. And in fact, from now on, there'll be an extra bonus one. So the winter break, which is going to happen in January, uh, will lead to only 10 teams playing one week and then 30 teams basically playing the next week, 10 teams playing twice. Um, and similarly, towards the end of the season when you have kind of the FA Cup and the League Cup kind of finals or building up towards the end, the bigger teams usually, importantly, City and United and Arsenal, the ones you want your, and Liverpool, the ones you want your big players from, they'll miss games because they're in the Cup and then they'll play two games the next week. And that's where these chips are really powerful. Yeah, definitely. Because you, if you play your bench boost when you have a team of 15 players all playing twice because they've got a double game week. You get 30 players that week instead of the standard 11 because you get 15 playing twice. Um, And so, for example, last year I scored, I think, 124 points or something that week, which is twice what you could hope for in a normal game week. Sure, yeah, no, that Um, makes perfect sense. Because you've got three times the players. And so what you want to do is you line up your wild card so you... Usually a common strategy is you get the players who are going to play in the week where there's half as many games, and then you play your wild card, bring in 15 players who are all playing twice the next week, and then you play your bench boost and play them all at once. Um, I'm going to do that. I'm going to make a note in my diary to remind me to do that in the winter break. Yes, and the other key one, <laughs> and, and you can take a minus four points to get someone in for this, if, say, Mohamed Salah has Fulham at home and Leeds at home, in a double game week, that's when you play your triple captain. You wait yes. for kind of a sweet spot of two very easy game fixtures in one game week, and you basically get Mo Salah six times, because three times in the first game, three times in the second yep. game against really bad teams. And that's where you might, you know, really score some points. I, I seem to remember a couple of years ago, Aguero got a hat trick against 
Fulham and then two goals the next, well, in the same game week, but yeah. three days later against someone else. And so if you had him, you got five goals for one week as yeah. your captain, you know. And then obviously if you triple captained in that week as well and you played all your boosts, you get a massive boost of you, You've points. got a massive boost of points, yeah. From that. See, that now makes sense to me. I just needed a champion to come on. I just I like to yeah. learn from the best, Bennett. I just, and, and, obviously, and, I needed a champion to teach me. And to shout someone out on Twitter, there's someone called Ben Krellin um, who basically <laughs> puts together like a timetable of when these blanks and doubles are going to happen. Um, so if you want to, if you want to go and have a look at who's missing what when, he's got some lovely spreadsheets up there. Definitely. No, we will do. That is fantastic. Um, so what I get, these have been amazing and this has got me more engaged than, than poor Statman Dave's managed to do for a whole <laughs> season of preview shows. Um, do you think then, and we'll leave you on this one, do you think you can do it again? Do you think you can be a back-to-back champion? I, I can try. I've not had the best start this season. Um, but you know, like you say, it's a long game. It's it's a marathon, not a sprint. And it, it's and a it marathon, not a sprint. So. That's exactly I'll, I'll be doing my best, Romans. Excellent. I love this. I will, I will be rooting for you and I will, I will keep an eye on there and I'll, I'll try and see how we go. Um, but Ed, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on. I've really enjoyed talking to you. And if you're free at any point, we'd love to have you on again, maybe a sure. couple of times um, in the season, just to, to check in on progress of our current champion and see, see how the season's going. We'd love to have you back. Yeah, that'd be great. Brilliant. Well, take care, Bennett, and good luck for the rest of the season. Cheers. Take care. Yeah, there is. There's definitely a prize, Dave. Um, like I say, I think I think at the time, Matt, uh, I was going to send out some stickers to the winner and, and producer Matt swept in there and got himself a, a really snazzy prize. So, guys, it is there is a prize. I can say this this season. You know, you are you're playing not just for pride. You're not just playing for the glory of being the known and never fantasy football winner, but you're playing for something tangible as well. So get your entries in. Um, I need to do mine as well, Dave. I haven't done it yet. And so because I usually do so well at the fantasy league, I've actually already giving you all a free week. So, <laughs> you know, it's just giving us a head start. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I know. Um, so what do we do about the dream team then, Dave? Why don't you explain to some of our maybe new entrants what that means? Well, they're now called uh, Kings of the Week. So I think they've got a bit of a sponsorship thing going there, but uh, it's still dream team as far as I'm concerned. Um, uh, there was no match at the weekend for us, of course. Uh, so there's no Burnley players in uh, game week one dream team, but there were two Leicester players um, as well as Jamie Vardy. He scored 13 points. He was joined by new signing uh, Timothy Castagne, I think that's how you pronounce it, uh, who's a 24-year-old Belgian fullback. They played £20 million for or something like that. Um, the highest scoring player, though, was uh, Liverpool's Mo Salah. He picked up an impressive 20 points in their 4-0 victory over Leeds United, who, of course, were playing their first Premier League game for 16 years. Um, and although it's probably too early to be focusing too much on league tables, uh, we do have one or two familiar names in our top 10. Is it worthwhile as having a, a mention of uh, of who's yes, up there? Yes, yes, yes. Let's do it. Yeah. But particularly Paul Gibson. Paul Gibson's got 101 points, which is very impressive. Uh, he's way out in the lead uh, at the moment. And then going down, I'll just whiz through these. Um, Elliot Clegg, Chris Harris, um, Mushy Hansen, Rob Greenwood, uh, James Riley, Chris Stanworth, um, Er Say, uh, Joseph Golby, uh, and Max Robinson. Who I remember uh, Max Robinson was up there, I think, quite a lot of uh, last season as well. So it is early days, but we'll, we'll see. I think it, you maybe need... 
probably four or five weeks for it to start to pan out a little bit. And then even after that, there's there's a lot of movement. But it's uh, certainly uh, runners and riders changing places quite a lot in the early stages. Yeah, I've definitely got at least two people in my top 10 who I know. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to stay impartial, obviously, but I, I will. You can't fix it. I can't. I can't. <laughs> Do you really think I would have come bottom last season if I could have fixed it? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I would have sorted that little nugget out if I'd have been able to find a way to cheat. Uh, but no, I will be, uh, I can't help it. You know, I'm a good friend. I'm going to be rooting for the people that I know. So we'll see. Um, well, obviously, it's still early days, Dave, and we know what the league is like. You know, the, the league, the fantasy Premier League, it's, it's a marathon, it's not a sprint. You know, you can't get over 100 points in the first week. But, but, you know, Natalie Bromley's Dingle Bells have given you a bye. And, you know, I'm going to overtake you next week. So don't get don't get too excited. Um, but do keep an eye on your team. Use your transfers and your bonus chips wisely. I'm going to make a special effort this season to learn what they are and how I'm supposed to use them. Um, but more importantly, keep listening to the preview show throughout the season for regular updates and hopefully some Hints and tips as well. We might be able to get a few people in there to, to give us some more on. I think when we launched it last season, we had a great fantasy football guy, wasn't it, um, who gave us... I might get him back on. He was really good. Do you remember? We did, it? yeah. We had him on, the I think, first show of the season, didn't we? That's right. Yeah, we did. Was he an Arsenal fan? Does he that? was, yes. Yeah, you're right. I might get him on again to, to give some hints and tips to the other part of the season. Let's do that. So good luck, everybody. Submit your teams and, you know, just do better than me. That's all you need to do. And then finally, Dave, closing us out, let's start as we mean to go on and get these quiz questions out. What is this week's question? Okay, a simple one, I think, this week. This week's quiz question is, who was the first Burnley player to score a goal for the Clarets at Leicester City's current stadium? And how do our listeners submit their answers? Uh, well, there's three ways. They can tweet us or send us a direct message on Twitter. That's at never. Um, email us, uh, podcast at never.net is the email address. Or reply to the post for this preview show, which will go up on the Known Never Facebook page. And we will, of course, reveal the correct answer at the start of the next preview show. Excellent. Well, that is all we have time for for the start of the preview show, the first episode of this season two um, and a preview looking ahead at the Leicester game. And we're all very, very excited to get on that pitch and get the Clarets campaign off to a positive start. Uh, my thanks as ever go to producer Matt for um, editing this and putting it together and getting it out there for you. Um, but mainly my thanks go to, to Dave Statman Roberts, who just puts in a ridiculous amount of work and has worked hard over the season to find ways to make this a little bit different and keep it fresh and keep you all entertained for a season so Dave you're amazing and I adore this show so much so thank you very much um do enjoy the game at the weekend um godspeed to all of you traveling from your bedrooms and your kitchens to your living room to watch the clarets on terrestrial tv you should all be able to tune in um, cheer the boys on and let us know what you think of the game afterwards in the usual channels we will be back on tuesday with a look at both the leicester result and whatever happens or happened last night at the sheffield united cup game and um, so do tune in for that as well um, and that's all we've got time for. Thanks again to you for downloading and coming back and listening to the preview show for a second season. Um, we adore you all, so thank you. Um, this has been the preview show brought to you by the Known and Never podcast. Until next time.
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.